Hey everyone, welcome back to the Garden Tart. This is Jenny. This is Hillary. Hey Hillary, fancy seeing you here. I know, crazy. <laughs> and we actually are seeing each other. We're not just talking. Like we can see each other. We're Skype videoing. Yeah. In case you sure. wonder. I know. Everyone wonders. What do they yeah. do? But I feel like that makes a big difference because we're looking at each other and talking instead of just Right. So we see facial expressions and stuff. I feel like it's funnier. It is funnier. (laughs) It's more fun to laugh when I can see you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we were just chatting before we got this episode going about just how goodness heavy the world has been we've both been kind of going back flipping through some of our old episodes like pre-covid lockdown and we're like gosh we sure seemed happier then definitely (laughs) there's just yeah a lightness in our voices and our i feel like our sense of humor was lighter at least yeah Um, so we've decided that we're gonna this is gonna be a light and fun episode yeah we're gonna it's get into some youtube content yeah provided by listeners yes and uh, not steer towards covid though that is something that we should not ignore we're just not going to talk about it today no because you know what last week on social media we asked people like why the heck are you listening to us (laughs) right most people replied that it's like an escape yeah so i mean i hope that we're that we just to each other we just sound like you know we were just it was a different world our earlier episodes and maybe we just was because we know well so we have been collecting questions from you listeners on social media and so we thought this could be a fun question and answer session we promise we'll read them all i just don't think we'll answer them all no that's for sure (laughs) we're not not a satisfactory answer no no, but thank you for responding, even though we're not going to answer your question. We'll give you a shout out anyway. Yeah, thank you very much. So speaking of shout outs, we should get through some business first. And one is that we have a brand new iTunes review, which I'd like to read. Is it five not- stars? It is five stars because that oh, is the only iTunes review we accept. <laughs> not that we have a choice. But we haven't gotten any that aren't five stars. No. If you leave us a lesser than five stars, we're not going to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe four stars if it's a really good reason why there aren't five, but nothing less than that. Exactly. Okay. Well, here is this five-star review entitled Adorable. (gasps) Us? Uh, (laughs) Adorable? What? Can you you hear my blushing through the microphone? (laughs) I can. I can see it, too. (laughs) So this is from Kelly Eddington, who you all may know as the... She does the YouTube tunes at YouTube.com. She does those amazing watercolor paintings of the band. And many other. She does not... Her art is not just the band, but it's how I came across her. Well, anyway, she says, 
Sometimes my sister and you two and I crack each other up as we share our super important insights about this band. And we usually conclude that we should probably just do a podcast. Cool that a couple right on babes are already doing it, so we don't have to. This is for the best. We've already had enough YouTube projects on our plates. I enjoy listening to them while I paint my, uh, YouTube cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny to say YouTube cartoon because it's actually art. (laughs) It is art. Thank you, Kelly. That means the world to us. Thank you, Kelly. Perhaps the world. So I had something else. We... Each time we talk a little bit about the U2X radio on Sirius XM, and there's been something I've been meaning to mention, and I keep forgetting. So I made a note this time. Are you, Hillary, familiar with StoryCorps on NPR? Actually, i that not. segment? StoryCorps is a segment on NPR, which is our national public broadcasting here in America. And it is this huge national archives project where they go around the country collecting audio clips and it's people telling stories, usually with family member, a friend, significant other. It's like collecting the history of America through personal lives. And it's everything from really really personal stories to things that have like historic implications. I always thought it would be really, really cool. For instance, so um, my... I, I actually want to propose this to my mom, and now I'm, she doesn't even know this. My great-grandfather started Big Brothers, and I thought it would be really exciting to interview my mom about that. On oh my Story gosh, Club. it would be. Wouldn't that be cool? And there are just like 10, 15-minute segments, but there's this little intro music that's maybe five, six, seven seconds. And when you hear that, you're like, oh, stop what you're doing. It's just <laughs> It's perfect. And I would not put it past serious to have done this research to be like, what is the feel of an intro that we need where people know that in five seconds, it's time to like, listen with your heart. That's exactly what the intro is to Vano's fan letters. And I just think that's, I kind of felt smart making that connection. <laughs> that's very cool. Now I need to listen. I'm going to send, I'll find you a story. All you, all you got to do is listen to just like that first little intro and you'll get that. Yeah. And then hear Bono's and you'll get like that. feel. But anyway, I thought that was kind of, I'm making that connection up. That might not be a thing, but there's right. obviously some kind of marketing. There, there's science there on just why like people a really know quick hook that people yeah. identify with. I have an interesting twist on that. On your intro talk uh, was that Bono and Edge did a little video clip the other day. They did, what, yeah. What information do you have on that, Jenny? So that was tied to so the Olympia Theater in Dublin is just a small theater where there's um, performances and stuff, but they had something called Live from the Olympia Theater, songs from an empty room, and it featured a whole bunch of Irish artists, and they were celebrating and supporting the people who make live music happen. So you could text to this number and it would donate four euro to the cause. There might've been some merch and stuff, but it's, you know, the Irish artists supporting their Irish crews and who are obviously not working right right now. 
And Ash also did a video clip, which I did not see. Bono and... We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I just saw the picture of him looking like a cult leader with his hair and beard. Okay, we got there. That's all we needed to say. Yeah, and (laughs) such. (laughs) That just explains it all. (laughs) So, Bono was talking about songs that they vowed never ever to play and that you know crew says they do better than the band and anyway he's talking and and over his little speech edge starts playing stairway to heaven and just that one intro note i don't care who you are that has got to resonate with you in some way because i got chills and my brother sent me a message he sent me the text today like I hadn't seen it which come on yeah. buddy <laughs> how naive but it was sweet anyway right. but I mean that's really that was amazing and they didn't do a bad job I mean Edge did a perfect job you know yeah. Bono really I mean he hadn't practiced it much or whatever but he did an amazing job yeah, still he sounded good and it was just really really good to see them live and interacting and and happy they look so good they look they look both really good yeah like well rested all sunburned well that's you know they started off pretty rare (laughs) anyway so when you're that rare there's only one direction to go and that's cooked true (laughs) medium well (laughs) and i don't even eat meat (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness gracious yeah what are you drinking sunny i was just gonna ask you that i did something really really smart the other day and i put a bottle of my culprit jameson in the freezer who's smart so i have some of that in my this is probably whiskey tumbler with the word probably crossed out It just says this is whiskey. Yes. What are you drinking? I am drinking my handy old old camp (laughs) peach pecan whiskey, which is is always funny to say it. My old friend, old camp. I tried to buy some the other day. I made a run to the liquor store and I went in and I was like, do you have old camp? And they're like, no. And well, do you have this? And I'm like, they're like, no. I'm like, okay. Give me some screwball. <laughs> <laughs> and the gentlemen behind the counter were like, oh, you like that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, so good. And kind of like went on about it. And then one guy's like, oh, I've tasted it. It's great. And I was like, you need to mix it with a little Bailey's. And it's like drinking peanut butter pudding. And then I got back in the car. And of course, I had to text Hillary and Garden Tart Manda and be like, I'm converting people to screwball. And Amanda said, look at you, changing the world one drink at a time. (laughs) (laughs) That's your new motto. And it felt like I'd really made a difference in in someone's life that day. (laughs) Yeah. I've been trying to preach the word of screwball as well. It's caught on. I have many friends that have started drinking it after my discovery. Should we get into these questions people have given us? Okay, so we're just going to go. I haven't really studied these. I haven't either. I just have a few things off the top of my head. Yeah, so this will be what it will be. Like we said, lighthearted. 
Yes. So here's the first one from Branded, who is at handles underscore 71. This person says, my favorite question slash talking point is who would you like to see you two work with? I'm thinking of new acts, new talent. It's not about recreating that sound, but finding fresh energy. I know whose sandbox I want them to play in. So I guess who would we suggest? I actually don't have an answer to that. Who is, I'm, I'm kind of, you've, you have younger kids. I don't have kids, so I'm a little behind the times. But what do they listen to? No one who I would expect you two to work with. Funny enough, they just started listening to One Direction. <laughs> well, they're really late on that. <laughs> that then sailed. I'm like, check out Harry Styles. They're like, no, we like this better. Like, oh, whatever. I really like my U2 done and worked with U2. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, so I have a... I don't mean like producers and stuff. I can't even talk about that stuff. I'm so out of touch with it. But like for acts? Yeah. So this kind of addresses a a future question a little bit too. But, you know, over the years, I've heard of Bono talking about staying relevant, how they have to stay relevant. And I disagree with that because I really feel like they don't necessarily need to change with the times of changing music because there's very little rock and roll out there anymore right but they do what they do well and they should just keep doing that and forget what you know is pop music these days right i just feel like the first part of becoming irrelevant is to worry about being relevant well so so i just really don't think that they need to even go there just keep on keeping on So there's a follow-up question to that, which goes with what you said. And they said, was you two working with Kygo where they did a You're the Best Thing About Me remix? A business decision rather than a musical one. The Kygo fit the relevant mantra, as you said, and has surely run its course. Would the Ramones have worked with the Osmonds? (laughs) Maybe. No. I mean, I don't think so. (laughs) I would hope not. I don't want them pandering to airplay to sell out tours. I want them going down the Neil Young or Bowie approach, ever changing and dancing to their own tune, not corporate. Well, and I think in the long run, that's the majority of what they do. Yes. So if 80, 90% of the time they are you two doing you two, but like to have fun, try new things, see where things go 10, 20% of the time. I'm okay with that experimenting. Mm-hmm. I happen to love that remix. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. always a fan of the remixes. And there is business there because no matter, I learned this and I, I think it's true, when multiple versions of singles are released, so like when they release like a club remix version those numbers still go towards the original charting numbers so i think that like a kygo remix version of you're the best thing about me still boosts the original song right right does that make sense yeah i I may be wrong on that so if i'm wrong don't hold that against me but so but if it's true from a business decision releasing versions that would go into clubs 
is not bad. I mean, right. business. It's, they're not. I don't think they're baking their careers on it. No, and and I. But I also don't think. And I mean, maybe I. I don't. I mean, I understand what the charts used to mean when people actually bought yeah. full albums. I don't really get what the charts are these days because I mean, you see all kinds of crazy stuff on the charts. I mean, like. Right. When David Bowie died, he was like number one on iTunes for right. He was entire top ten. Um, you know, it just depends what's going on that week. But I don't really think that charts are a thing anymore. Or they are not a relevant description of what is happening with music yeah. these days. I just honestly like, just like exit polls. Right. Exactly. Not, I honestly thing. think that these new artists excite them and to see how another artist would interpret their music is fun to them. Yeah, and you know, there in the Rock Hall, there is a letter that Bono wrote, and I love this letter, to uh, Jan Winner of Rolling Stone magazine. And he said that, I don't know what album it was, what song it was, but something they did knocked Robbie Williams off the charts. And oh, Bono said, yeah, it's a it's a handwritten letter. It might not be handwritten. It might be typed. I don't know. But whatever. It's a letter from Bono. And he said he was surprised by how good that felt. Yeah. Like, he didn't know that was a thing until they knocked Robbie Williams off the charts. I don't remember that letter. Was that, like, in the Rolling Stone exhibit and not the U2 exhibit? It was an, a little teeny just single exhibit at the top of a right when you get off the one of the escalators escalators it was just a little i don't know what was what else was in it but i mean it was i i know i saw it there more than once there we definitely Uh, had an exhibit once that was letters to rolling stone yeah that might have been it but and so it was all kinds of artists that had written it was all correspondence it was like the original manuscripts for fear and loathing in las vegas that were submitted to rolling stone magazine like it was really cool stuff so i bet you if it came from yawn that that's what that was well enough about relevance should we get on to the next question let's move on this is from our good friend sid sadowski and he says, for your next Q&A, what would it take for you to fall out of love with you two? Great stuff, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what a great, uplifting question there, Sid. Thank you. It's like, I'm going to punch you in the face and then give you a hug. Yes. <laughs> or <laughs> funny way of kicking me when I'm down. I kind of have an answer. I kind of have. I have a roundabout answer, and it might be more than one thing, but so Bono's always said that they're done when they have two crap albums in a row and thank god they've had some crap albums but not in a row yes they, they always come back with something a whole lot stronger um, right so I mean I don't think I mean I, I truly love and hate some of their albums so I feel like I actually am a pretty good judge of that because I don't just flat out say oh everything they do is good right but if, there were, but if they put out two crap albums you wouldn't fall out of love I don't think I'd fall out of general, love but I think that you like know my interests my interest might wane my answer would be personal literally personal and I know you know this 
because we alluded to this in a different episode and I'm still not going to get into it, but we had an experience once where I thought our fandom was done. I was pretty sure it was done. I was like probably 99% sure. Yeah, it would take a pretty personal, hateful encounter for me to fall out of love. Right. That was a big misunderstanding, though, which it's not on our end, but... But we sure felt it, so... Yeah. So, Sid has another question that goes along with that, and he says, at what point should they stop? And I think you've answered it. After two crap (laughs) albums? Or when they don't want to do it anymore. Right, when it's not fun. When they, they don't have the love of it anymore. If they were today, I mean, it would break my heart, but if they were to come to us today and say, you know what? We've had a great run. We've made some great music and we just can't. We just can't anymore. We're exhausted. We're tired. We need to be home. I would totally respect that. I would hate it right. <laughs> and cry my eyes out. But I feel I would like- maybe try to give it one more shot. Like don't drink anymore (laughs) get a get a doctor in here to be with you all the time get a Mm -hmm. trainer have more vacation days don't try to save the world all at one time please but if that was really their decision then i I mean what we don't have a choice but i don't think they're no no they're still going strong yeah i mean it's out there they're closer to the end of their career than they are to the beginning of their career, for sure. That's mostly just science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that is just science. But, I, I mean, I think their last tour was one of my... I mean, the combination of the three last tours together were the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. So they sound, um, I mean, they sound like a band that's just gotten their shit together and ready to do the best work of their life and why would if you're if you think that you're on the way out why would you even you know keep that up this wasn't just like well we gotta have another album out this was like for real reinventing sounding better the shows were better that's something that's you know looking towards the future i believe for sure yeah. Okay, are we ready? Our next question is not a question. But our Twitter friend PJ says, I don't have a question. I just appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Cheers, thank you, PJ. PJ. That's so sweet. One day we will have drinks and we will talk politics and you two and have the best night ever. Yeah. That's the plan. Yes. Okay. I know you. I've got a big answer to the next one. (laughs) And no follow up. Okay, Mr. Messing. This is from at CJ Messing. Have you actually listened to Passengers Original Soundtrack 1 more than once? If so, how much alcohol does it take to make it sound good? (laughs) For the first part of the question is a big no. And the second part of the question is they don't make enough alcohol. I would be like, that's out. I, I couldn't, yeah. I mean, I think I've listened to it more than a few times in the beginning. I think I would put it on in the background. I think I gave it a few chances. It is like, I got in the car the other day and I'm like, I need, I was heading to a Taekwondo test where I had to like beat shit up and break boards and stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to put on U2X radio and see what's going to perk me up. And it was like, 
your blue room. Nope. <laughs> Gong. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Gong. Gong. <laughs> it just, but you know, I'm not the sound, I don't like soundtracks. <laughs> I want my, mu- I want my rock and roll music. I like soundtracks to actual movies, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's one of the things I like in the world. Um, <laughs> Not imaginary movies you see in your brain and make music up to that no one will ever see. <laughs> right. And I have to say, you know, if you've listened to prior podcasts, I'm not the biggest fan of the Svengali Rasputin who is Brian Eno. And that's yes. just all Brian Eno. It's just laying it thick. That's like Edge and Brian Eno going in the corner going, ha, 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 we're going right. to trick them into something. <laughs> right. It's like no, Captive no. Part 2. <laughs> right. No, God, no. No, there's a, and there's a really good reason why it was only soundtrack one. And there wasn't a soundtrack <laughs> two. 20 God knows how many years later. Fuck no. Because yeah. that's when the point they should stop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also, how optimistic is it to say part one when you don't know how part one is doing, so there isn't, like, they didn't call World War One World War One before World War Two. They, were, <laughs> they weren't thinking that was going to be a thing. They called it the Great War. But then another so, war came along. I have to laugh because I think we have at least two episodes that I've titled part one. <laughs> Because <laughs> I thought, I thought that, I'm like, oh, this is gonna come up later. I know exactly where this part two will be. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's um, if you ever watch um, Arrested Development, they have at the end they're like on the next episode of Arrested Development, and then those things never happen. But it, it takes a really long stop. time to realize. That that's not happening. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't wait to see the next episode. And then like, wait a minute. That stuff just doesn't ever happen. <laughs> hey, we literally just got a question on Twitter like 30 seconds ago. Okay. And this is from at iChris. Like iPhone, iChris. He says, which frame of the Stairway to Heaven clip is your fave? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that. Um, All of them. They are. I like the one where Edge looks sleepy at the end. Yeah. I like it when... Is that annoyed? Um, tired of being annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. So I like... I like it at the end when they have they have a moment like we do where Bono's about to say something, but Edge says it, and then Bono turns and says it again, but they, like, laugh at each other because they're, like, finishing each other's sentences. Sandwiches? <laughs> That's another Arrested Development thing. <laughs> I know sandwiches. It's like we finish each other's sandwiches? Sandwiches. No, sentences. But... That's also from Frozen. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It is. Gosh, maybe it's an Arrested Development reference in Frozen. That would be really huh. cool. I'll have to Google that. 
Okay, you ready for another question? Yeah. This is from our other good friend, straight out of Dublin, Mark Gormo. And guess what? Today is his birthday. Oh my God. Happy birthday, buddy. We're going to embarrass him by wishing him a happy birthday on here. Yeah. No. We're gonna, we'll drink our whiskey and toast you. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. He says, how do you think as you two fans, you are perceived when you are in Ireland. I'm intrigued by it. It's not always easy being a YouTube fan living in Dublin, so I'm interested to see if it's just a local thing. And then today he added, just to add some context to my question, it's not easy being a YouTube fan in Dublin. We get lambasted daily for this quote-unquote sins of Bono and the tax affairs of YouTube. so the perspective of fans arriving here has always interested me. I think that's a good question. It's a really good question. I'm going to cite several different references to this. Okay. So the f- the first time when there was a complete garden tart trip to Dublin, we decided to tell people <laughs> that we had a mutual uncle instead of telling them why we actually, you know, were traveling so together with yeah, oh. how we knew each other and you know, the circumstances of our trip. Because, I mean, though I love, love Ireland, I don't think it would mean as much to me if it wasn't that my favorite band, yes. you know. I don't know that for sure because it is my favorite place in the world, but you probably just wouldn't have discovered with it without them. Right. That's true. Except my dad's always been a really big fan of Ireland. But anyway, so we, in, we knew we were going to get the question, how do you know each other and we were just gonna say we had a mutual uncle and we said it a few times and no one blinked an eye at it no one gave a crap yeah so then the next trip you and i took together we were with a friend of ours for her 40th birthday and we all had a pact that you just don't mention you two when you're there it's like that just doesn't happen and so we were at the bar at the clarence hotel which is owned by Bono and Edge and um, among others and we were at the bar we took a cocktail class and our bartender was from South Africa he was so <laughs> I freaking forgot adorable about this. <laughs> I loved him so much his name was Terrence from the Clarence Terrence from the Clarence um, so freaking adorable and after we had been sitting there for a while our friend our third friend said I've been, I've been to South Africa. And he was like, why have you been to South Africa? And oh, she was snap. like, to see you too. And I'm like, what just happened? No. <laughs> Cardinal rule has been, been broken. This is not supposed to happen. Nope, We've nope, been nope. here a while. And then the third story <laughs> is from our last trip. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. I believe so. Um, and we not, I'll tell it. <laughs> you want to tell it? You just tell it. No, I've you tell what stories. you're going to tell. And if it's different, I'll tell it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we were, we got stranded at a train station after the train stopped. And we, the dark, these so people we were, basically Dublin. just. We weren't like out of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And these people just kind of told us we're going to share a cab. <laughs> we're like, okay. Okay, we're not going to die. Stranger. That's fine. 
it was a man and a woman and they looked pretty safe and they were very you know i don't know they just had everything under control so we just followed them like we're getting we took a cab yeah and I also remember you telling me I was very loud. You were so fucking loud. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I had had a lot to drink. I was like, we're the loudest Americans in this camp. <laughs> you were the only American. Yeah. If I remember correctly, though, when she got out of the car, she gave us, like, big hugs like we were best friends forever. She did. I, it was a husband and wife, and they had to get home to the babysitter. It was... Well, she got dropped off at their house, and then he went to meet another friend. He went into the city center, yeah. Yeah. But she had to relieve um, the babysitter, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they were like, you know, why are you... know, what brings you to Ireland? And I'm just like, what do you think? <laughs> and they were like, oh. <laughs> I know you were like, that's his exact story I was going to tell. They were, you were like, oh. it's exactly said, what do you think? Like, duh, it's not obvious. Do you not know what's going on in your country right now? And they're like, because... yeah, I think that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my only admission of, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I kept being like, being so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm not. One time, my friend Kelly told me I was very loud in a bar, but we were the only people in the bar. I think more Aside than anything, from- you just had a lot to say. I was excited. I was Her. where I wanted to be with I- who I wanted to be with at the right time, in a car with strangers. <laughs> that was a fun experience, and it really would have been a lot more expensive without them. In that cab, after we admitted why we were there, while they, what, when they figured it out, they were like, hey, did you see Bono at this bar tonight? And we're like, no! <laughs> we went there, and it was full you of You couldn't walk eight. in the door. It was packed. Very pushy. I'm watching rugby or something. Yeah. Some sport that I don't understand. It and was rugby. It was rugby. And we couldn't even get in the door. So, I mean, for all we know, Bono was sitting right there, but we couldn't see him. Right. Anyway, I think he was, but... That has sat with me for all of time. Yeah. Because we're like, you're kidding. They're like, no, we're really not. I'm like, okay, whatever. I still don't know if I should trust the Irish. (laughs) Oh, and I did kind of... There there was part of me that was like, they're fucking with us. And then I'm like, no, they're serious. I really think with us i bet i really think in the end there's like an 80 percent chance they were serious yeah i'm pretty sure about that okay so you like me i have not felt like i have the only time i have been a true fan in that city was the last time when we went with that time with the taxi cab and going to the shows so i've been to dublin eight times and then this is the only time i've been there for you too i've never I mean, I have been there and I've done YouTube, gone to like YouTube sites and stuff. But I've been to Windmill Lane, I've driven past Mount Temple, you know, I've been up to Kleine Hill, but not. So I've been there like personally as a fan, but I've never advertised it. And this last time we were there, there were so many, not only out of town fans there, but just the city was just so abuzz that the boys were in town that it felt like everyone was a fan. Yeah. And we didn't do like any of the fan gathering stuff or anything. So I've, I've never been there and had locals know I was a fan. Yeah. Obviously. 
I don't wear shirts. Like, I don't advertise it. No. No. So, I'm sorry, Mark. I don't really have an answer for that. Or we don't have an answer because I think if we lived there, <laughs> people knew us. Like, you live there in your friends and family. Right, and but I think... Know that... you're a fan, but they don't know us. Right, but I think that we're we're hesitant to admit it just because we know what locals' reactions would be. We've yeah, and I'm that also people can't figure out where I'm from. People usually ask me directions. Right. This last time they didn't, but every other time I've been there, I've been asked directions by a tourist on how to get somewhere, right. <laughs> and then I can answer them. So, <laughs> where's the game bar? Yeah, I remember someone needed to know how to get to Dublin Castle. Like, I mean, it's just stupid stuff. I'm like, why'd you pick out me? Right. So the first time I went, I was in a cab by myself coming from the airport. And my cab driver said, driving down the road, I've never been to Dublin before. And my cab driver says, hey, do you know who owns that hotel? And I'm just like... Yeah, but I didn't say it. Like, I'm yeah. like, no, who? <laughs> but I knew yeah, just right? driving by, I knew, I knew what I was, you know, I knew I had dinner reservations there the next night. And right. anyway, that was kind of funny. But it is, it's like a, it's like a whisper. It's just like a whisper that's out there. It's just unsaid. So I'm sorry we can't add any insight into your not that we're not proud you two fans we are but it's just not i don't feel cool like no i don't i don't want to be known that i'm american or a youtube fan when i'm there i mean i would wear like the canadian flag if i had to (laughs) (laughs) right anything (laughs) i saw a thing today someone posted a meme that said being Canadian is like living above a meth lab these days. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. That's like so my favorite sad. meme I've seen in like months. That is hilarious and also just the saddest thing I've ever heard. And so true because <sighs> they need to close their damn borders, if you yeah, ask right. me. I mean, to Americans, like Europeans, like whoever else you want. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, my friend who lives here, who's from Limerick, and her sister who lives in Limerick, says Americans are still getting in. Flights yeah. are still coming in, both to the Irish airports, but also they're flying into the north and then driving down. Oh, really? They're, like, not being smart travelers. No. Stay home, Americans. Stay yeah. the fuck home. Though, I think at some point we need to consider our need to go to one of these countries to seek political asylum. I would quarantine for like a month. Like, I would gladly get to anywhere in Ireland and just hunker down for like a month Yes. to make sure I'm safe. I would totally do that. I have no problem doing that. Not at all. But alas, I don't know what my husband or kids would think about that. Just stick them in the car and just get on the airplane all together. It'll be fine. Do school online. I mean, what does it matter? Right? Okay, so we have two more questions that I'm not sure we have answers for, but we promised we'd read them. This one is from Steve Donaldson, and he says a YouTube biopic is being cast. Who plays who, both young and old? 
I can't get the vision of Peter Capaldi as the modern Adam Clayton out of my head. Now I've started thinking of casting. So I don't have any other answers to these questions, this question, but what cracks me up is that with that picture of Adam from that empty room thing yesterday, people like, obviously he's trying out for Doctor Who. <laughs> and Peter Capaldi was one of the doctors. That's so funny. Adam would fit right in. I'm not good at casting. No, I don't know. I have, I really have no answer to that. It's no. a legit question. It's I a just great question. I don't have an answer. I don't know who. I don't know. You know who I'd want to play young Bono would be young Zac Efron from like the High School Musical <laughs> movie. Like young Robin Williams. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> there you go. But then they're all old now, so. Yeah. Anyway. Rest in peace, Robin okay. Williams. Last question. Again, from Mr. Messing. Which band member would you want to see naked? And I think we had the same answers that we've all already seen Adam, and that was more than enough. Yep. We're <laughs> out. That's answered the question. We're out. I don't, like, I thought about that, and I was like, what? And like, no. Ew. No. No. I don't want to see any of them naked. Just like we just said, they're our uncles. They are our uncles. I don't want to see any of my uncles naked. Good God, no. I'd probably rather see my uncles naked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. that's not... Um, I, I can't go there. No, that's... No. So okay, it's a it's a reasonable so Charlie question. Messing, which, I, I want to ask him which member he'd want to see naked. Exactly, we'd like an answer for that, please. May answer that to us on Twitter. You know where to find us. Yes, yes. Please, everyone else, do not fill our Twitter feed with <laughs> naked YouTube thoughts. We do not want that. No, and if you have naked YouTube pictures, we don't want those either. Oh. And what are you doing having them to begin with? Perv. <laughs> Perv. Yeah, those are... Do not circle those. Yeah. There's just Adam. And that was a publicity weird. Yeah. Like, colored funny. We can talk about that on our next Tart Talk about Octomating. We can do that. That's our new thing, by the way. We're doing, like, um, a redesign for certain things. And now our album are going to be called Tart Talks. Yeah. Like TED Talks, but Tart Talks. Because, like, we have so much content that is YouTube light or YouTube ish that we want to rebrand our true YouTube content. Yes. Make it obvious. Yes. Tart Talk. Tart Talk. Which is exciting. We need to get working on that. I know. Oh my God, we have, so we have a thousand things we want to do with this, but we can't do any of them until we get through Octum Baby, because it would be really easy to do that stuff first, and then we'll never do Octum Baby. Right, and we've already put it off months. We're recording it in a week. <laughs> I'm trying fingers. so hard. I know. You know that you have so much to say about that album. I do, but I have any COVID attention deficit disorder. Okay, so we have more business to discuss. Okay, please tell. <laughs> What's your business? Um, <laughs> it's none of your business. <laughs> so, okay, business. Have you guys sent a text to U2X on XM Radio saying that we rock? 
and you would like for us to have some sort of content on YouTube X, if not, know, right? you still can. All you need to do is text one nine one seven five four zero eight four seven seven and just tell them you like the garden tarts. That's all. Thank you in advance. You can also email desire at SiriusXM.com. You can hit them both ways. Also, if you have not signed up for our newsletter, you should do that. You can go to our website that is thegardentarts.com and follow directions from there. We are still working on our Vote Baby campaign to get lots of information to you about registering the vote. Once we get through this Octum Baby stuff, we'll get right into that. Yeah. And, get that and we have 99 you. days till Election Day. Well, yes. from the day we're recording this. Which is yes. the 27th of July. 99 days, 99 problems, more than that. And Trump is all of them. Yes. And there we Joe said it. One. <laughs> 99 problems and Joe ain't one. <laughs> no, Joe ain't one. <laughs> so listen to Jay Z and <laughs> register to vote and be sure to vote for Biden. Or just say it. Just, just, yeah, I mean, duh. It's our a party. Vote and for Biden is a vote for Trump. Yeah. If you don't vote, if you vote for a third party, that's getting Trump reelected. Um, because you vote, you're, you're, getting you're taking re-elected. a vote away from Biden. Yep. And not even, just not even Biden, but democracy as we know the world, it. The health of our world. Yeah. I mean, the world, this isn't just a U.S. matter. This is international, universal. You just cannot be reelected. I don't know what, I can't even think about it. It makes me ill. It's not an option. Not an option. So wear your masks and stay in your freaking state. Don't leave. Stay in your house if you can. I mean, look, there's so much stuff on Netflix. If you want Netflix suggestions message us and we'll give you plenty of suggestions i just saw this really great documentary on called fear in new york about the mafia that was oh i saw ads for that yeah it was riveting i enjoyed it so much um and i don't think i knew all this i mean i remember going to new york in the 80s and it being a different place than it is now but I didn't understand what was making it like that. Plenty of other suggestions. If it means, you know, you need to stay home, let us know and we'll we'll find you good shows. Yeah. You can get your comedies, dramas, documentaries, thrillers, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Apple TV, <laughs> HBO, and Disney Plus. Because I have them all We're somehow. like... Remember when people kept calling Kramer for the movies yeah. <laughs> on Seinfeld? Movie line. Movie phone. Even... <laughs> Movie phone. <laughs> we could be the Kramer of the that streaming was, television. So, and that was like super modern to be able to call a number and find out what the movie times were because otherwise you had to look in the newspaper yeah you get like you call the recording yeah do you remember when you used to call a phone number to find out what time it was i remember that and the weather there was a number to call for the weather yeah yeah what time were... is it in the world it is 9 46 p.m 
on the East Coast. Yeah. Currently. What time is know. it in Tildonk? I don't know. We're, we need so a listener from Tildonk. We don't, I don't even know where that is, and don't tell me. Because I like the mystery behind it. On the 360 tour, on the big screen above the stage, they would put what time it was in the world in all different cities. And Tildonk was one of them, and that was one of our favorite things. That'll be our new goal, to get a listener from Tildonk. There's probably some fancy way to say that. Right, <laughs> we're probably... It's probably like a like silent stupid Americans something. Okay, so hopefully by the next time we chat together, it will be an Oxfam Baby episode. Well, it should you be. Won't, I mean, you'll hear from us before then because right, because it'll it's going to take out some work. The post production of that's going to take a while. Post production, yeah. We haven't even gotten a production. We're still pre-production. Pre-production. Yeah. It's going. Yeah. We can say it's a COVID delay, like the Top Gun movie. They like totally. Keep the, yeah. It's a it COVID, COVID delay. delay. They have COVID delay in post-production. A thousand. Same with Walking Dead. Yeah. Same with Superstore. Everything that we love. And uh, many other. Read ab- again about that Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie that is yeah? also having pr- post production issues because of COVID. See, we should get in a like support group with all these people. Yeah. Don't you with think? the filmmakers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, we're kind of big like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, we're y'all. not. <laughs> hey, go big or go home. <laughs> right. We're trying, but we're dream big, reach for the stars. Dream out loud. Dream up the world you want to live in. You got to dream out loud. Okay, Every dear. Every artist is a cannibal. Every poet is a thief. Yeah. That's us. Man, we're, those are rich sort of support group. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With our yes. fellow art stealing artists right. and again <laughs> those are I... original thoughts original words and lyrics yeah we didn't oh. steal that from any poets or anything no fake news here probably no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if things are true or not we just we read don't. what we read <laughs> oh my gosh we have one more question that just came in. Should we read one more question? Yeah, at sure. The very end? This is yeah. a follow-up from iChris, at iChris. What is the top song you want to hear live post-COVID? I presume that means you too. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Um, we're a you 2 ish podcast. Yes, and he is a U2 fan also. Yeah. You know, I just have to say, I really, this has nothing to do with COVID except that I miss concerts and I miss hearing where the streets have no name. Oh, I miss that so much. So I think that's got to be my answer because to me, that's just live. That's what, that's what I think, especially having not heard it on the last tour to oh that's just like brought a huge smile on my face the fact that that could be in our future that that's in our future someday yeah 
yeah. Streets Live. I mean, that's just my ultimate live song, which I didn't know that for a really long time either. I mean, um, there's a I could name a dozen songs yeah. that I would love to hear live, but to be in the room with that after having had nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's my that's my number one. The um, really good question there. Great question, yeah. Chris, and great answer. Uh, I would Hillary. also. I, don't know if I would have gotten it. Yeah, I um, I also would like to hear my other bucket list songs are like a song. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other one was. So I've got bucket list songs, but I feel like post COVID, you got to go for. for- the big Go bang, for, man. Right. For the yeah. solid, sure things. Yeah. So I definitely have to go with Streets. They just need to have a show that's all those songs. It needs to be Streets and City of Blinding Lights and Beautiful Day and Love is Bigger. Like, what are all the big arena songs? Right. <laughs> and With or Without You and You know, I, <laughs> I, as much as I love all those songs, like, if I don't hear them again, I, I think I could live, but I I have to hear Streets. Yeah. That's my that's my number one. I'm I miss Streets so hard. Me too. Absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, it does. My poor friend that went to she went to her first U two show with me in DC in uh, 2018 for E and I and she didn't look at what a set list was she didn't ask me any questions and we get into the show and she was like i am so excited to hear streets and i'm like oh, oh honey no. <laughs> save up for next tour because you're not gonna hear it this one she was really devastated too like well yes yeah rightfully because Maybe. it's a mainstay right it's always there yeah Except that time. We're, we need to get a sound nosh from her. She had a great one this week. She um, did. It could be ultimate sound nosh. So ultimate I told her she needed nosh. to record it, but I'm going to actually, like, this weekend get on her about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't suggest it. Be like, here's a link, do it now. Right. Or do this on your phone and send it to me. Right. Yeah, yeah she needs to do that, because that was... Just so well said and brilliant. It was on my so worst office <laughs> messaging know, system. So good. So we're starting to collect these little sound bites, which are so little and delicious. We call them sound noshes. And we are posting them as they come into SoundCloud that, you know, we'll share on social media because they're just little teasers. Some of them behind the scenes, some of them in episodes of stuff we talk about in silly moments. It's mostly silly moments. <laughs> yes. Yes. So keep an eye out for those. It's just a little fun we're having. We've got lots of stuff. We've got some videos coming. We do. We do. We've got, yeah. And the vote baby. We might be working on some merch. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Definitely some swag. So stay tuned. Well, friends, are we done? Yes. I well, think we're done. Until next time, may your music be loud and your whiskey be strong. Yeah. <laughs> I need a better reply to that. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.
Hey there, friends, fans, and listeners. Jenny here. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a pretty big YouTube fan. And if you're a pretty big YouTube fan, you probably know about Bono's work in Africa through the organizations Red and One. Now, more than ever, it is imperative we give them our support as they are not only fighting the AIDS pandemic, but also the COVID-19 pandemic. And you can help. Go to red.org and one.org to find out how you can be involved.